Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. In this episode, I share a little tough love with the hope of first calming and then inspiring you to live your best shelter-in-place life. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Hey mama. So we are living in some uncertain times and uncertainty can cause worry. It can cause stress. It creates fear and ultimately make it so hard to live more great days. I hit my low point maybe about a week or so ago. I've been working from home remotely um, for about a week before the actual New York shelter in place happened. I was at work. I went into work on a Monday and my boss said to me, just go home and stay there. And I said, you know what? You're right. I will. I mean, I felt safe in the office. I felt safe coming in. I was practicing social distancing even at that time, but I am and was at the time 30 something weeks pregnant. So, you know, the idea of doing everything I can to protect myself is something that ultimately I figured if I'm being given this option, I need to take. Later that week, um, the New York shelter in place was put into place. Uh, We were all asked to shelter in place. And so I've been home since then and doing my best to protect myself um, and doing my best to help my family protect itself. And it has not been as awful as I thought it would be from a fear standpoint. Um, Just giving birth during a pandemic is not something that was in my birth plan. And so it's kind of interesting that I think I've been managing the stress of it pretty well. I did hit one low moment, like very low, curl up in a ball, can't stop crying, don't know who to call can't even voice to my husband because the fear was so deep. Like every time I tried to open my mouth, it just came out as a whale. Um, and that was when the hospital that I planned to give birth at said you had to labor and deliver alone. That was really scary for me. Not only because laboring alone sounds cruel and inhumane, But also because the maternal mortality rates for black women in this country are already very high, right? We're like four times more likely to die than others. And thinking about giving birth in a taxed hospital system alone can only compound that, right? In my head, it can only compound that. And there was an incident during my first birth where it became very clear to me that I needed an advocate. Something went wrong. It wasn't life-threatening, 
right? But something went wrong in the birth. The nurse had put the um, the needle that goes into your wrist. She put it in wrong, and my wrist started to fill up with fluid. And I told her that. I said, this is in wrong. I need you to fix this. This isn't right. This doesn't feel good. I need you to please look at this, fix it. And she just kept telling me to lay down as if what I was saying didn't matter. Um, I had a doula at the time, and the doula stepped in, and the doula said something to her, and finally my husband said something to her. Now, this all happened in a matter of minutes. Um and finally she paid attention was like oh oh yeah 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 let me fix it but me saying something to her and I was forceful about it was not enough and that very small experience that very small moment made me realize that it's extremely important to have someone to advocate for you when you can't advocate for yourself or when someone is just not ready to hear you the rest of my birth went great Um, with my first son, like actually amazing experience. The day nurse, my doctors, the postpartum team were all super amazing. So I feel really comfortable and really wanted to give birth again at the same hospital. But that one small experience really set me up to believe that I need an advocate when it comes to the health system. So the idea of not having one while I'm (laughs) trying to give birth to my second son um, really had me freaked out. We started then after I got over my initial fear planning because I'm a planner. So what's next, right? What are the other options? We looked at the birthing center here in Brooklyn. We started looking at, you know, the ability to go down to Delaware where my mother lives and give birth in that hospital. Thankfully, a couple days later, the state came out and mandated that one healthy partner be allowed in labor delivery. So now we have our plan for labor and delivery, my husband to be there. And we've got backups if for some reason he's not healthy at the time. Though, again, we are doing everything we can to stay healthy. That deep fear, though, that real serious, intense life or death fear, because I did, I feared for my life, for the life of my unborn child, for the life of my husband and my son, if I didn't make it through, right? There's there's a lot. Um, That really had me thinking back on some of the tenets of how I think, what I believe, and how I live my life. And then the other day, I was listening to Cuomo talk about flattening the curve. New York is the epicenter. So we are having a lot of deaths, a lot of diagnosis, a lot of deaths, a lot of sadness and suffering coming from the pandemic. And it's real. But thankfully, It is not as real, as intense. No, it's real, it's real, it's real. But not as big, right? We're not having as many deaths. The curve is not as up high on the chart as was originally anticipated. And so even though thousands of people have died, it's not hundreds of thousands. It's not tens of thousands, not yet. And that's a little bit what he was talking about, right? The curve is not what we expected. This is amazing. We have the ventilators that we need in this moment. We have the hospital room and support that we need in this moment. I think they still need PPE, but, you know, he's kind of going through all this and he said, you know, it's not the natural trajectory. It's a trajectory that we create, right? And in that, he was saying that what we're doing is working and we have to keep doing it because there's this idea that once everything starts to smooth out, We will no longer need to shelter in place. We will be able to reopen the economy and the concern is doing it too soon, right? If we do it too soon, then that trajectory could change. Of course, there's the balance and this podcast isn't really about figuring all that out. It's more about 
what those words said to me when he said, there is no natural trajectory. The trajectory is the trajectory we create. And I thought, you know what, that is, that's life, right? That's another way to say, we can only control the things that we can control. But in, in doing those, we're setting ourselves up for the future, right? And the actions that I'm taking today are the actions that are creating my trajectory, my future, right? The actions that New Yorkers are taking today are the actions that are creating the trajectory, the curve for um, our current coronavirus pandemic. And I just wanted to share that with you because it touched me in the way that what I do today really creates my life for tomorrow. It doesn't matter how you were born, where you were born. Like, it's no secret if you've been listening to me for a while. You know my family was on welfare for a while. Um, But now I'm a VP at a company and the breadwinner for my family living in, I'm not going to say a fabulous New York apartment, but like we live well. Um, And that all has to do with the little steps that were taken each day um, by me to move my life forward. And also a lot to do with the family support that I had because I do have an awesome family. I really can't discount um, that part. It's I have an amazing mother, amazing aunts, and a phenomenal grandmother. And so that definitely helped, has helped, continues to help having a great support system in place. But, you know, it's those little steps as an adult, especially once I moved out of the house, that have created the life that I live today. And each little thing really adds up to what it is that your life becomes. And so one of the most important things is to know what are the little things that you can do each and every day that will change your life? And what are the little things that you do that really literally have no impact on it? And the thing that literally has no impact on your trajectory is, well, making your trajectory positive, I should say it does have an impact. It'll stall your your curve, right? And in this instance, we're talking about life. We want that curve to be a hockey stick going straight up. If you are worrying about things you can't control, worrying about things you can't control stops you from actually focusing on the things that you can control that can move your life forward. So, you know, my grandpa used to say, we'll cross this bridge when we get to it, which meant like, no need to worry about that thing right now. There's nothing you can do about it. When we get there, we'll figure it out, but let's get there first, right? Because especially when it comes to worry, there's a lot of places that you think you might be going and you never, ever, ever end up. So focus on where you're at in this moment and focus on what you can control. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. And so now we're here working remotely and I'm focusing on the things that I can control. I'm creating the trajectory of my life, doing the things that I need to do, taking advantage of the awesome opportunities that I have to bond with my son more, to try and spend more time with my husband, um, to focus in on work and make the tough decisions that need to be made in this moment that will set my team up and our company up for success, Um, focusing on doing what I can for the savvy working mom to help more working mothers, right? Really just doing as much as I can in those areas 
and not worrying about the other stuff. Like when it comes to the savvy working mom, honestly, there is so much more that I would love to be doing, but I know in this moment it's not possible and that's okay. I know that if I keep taking small steps forward, sharing this podcast with you, getting the blog posts up, responding to the emails that I get, like that could be enough. That is enough in this moment to keep the things moving forward, to keep that trajectory um, on a positive path. And then I'll just let go of all the other ideas because now is not the time for them. And, you know, I think it's okay. Uh, and I hope that you think it's okay. I hope that you don't think you have to do everything right now. I hope that you don't think you have to control everything right now because you don't. You only have to control what's going on with you and your actions. And so, you know, if I flip that and just think about the health stuff and the scares that are going on right now, again, I'm pregnant with a young son and, you know, we're not spring chickens anymore. I, um, <laughs> I was looking at the stats, right? And my eye goes to the stats for whatever reason. Like, okay, where are the people in their like early 30s? But I'm not in my early 30s. I'm in my late 30s now, right? It's um, somehow in my head, I'm stuck at 32. It's, but I'm not, I'm, I was born in 81. So what does that make me? I'll be 39 this year. Um, in my head though, I'm 32 forever. Uh, and it's, it's not even an age thing. Cause I'm fine to age. Like I'm happy I'm aging. Cause what's the opposite or the, the op, if I'm not aging, I'm, I'm dead. Right. But it's just funny because I have to tell people the year I was born and then let them do the math a lot of times. Cause it's just not always on the tip of my tongue, my age. Anyway, um, I digress and want to come back to when I think about trying to keep my family safe, I'm doing what I can, right? We social distance. I ordered masks. We wear masks. I am cleaning and I'm not the cleaning person. Like my husband is much more uh, into a neat house. I have a higher threshold, a higher tolerance for mess than he does, but I'm cleaning the handles of everything, all the light switches, you know, kind of nonstop when my son is bringing his balls back inside from outside. I am washing them down. I'm making sure that his hands get washed. Everybody's hands get washed. I've turned into the hand washing, hand sanitizing, um, military style captain. Like I'm more of a cheerleader coaching kind of person, not like boot camp instructor, but it's like the second they're in the door, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. What are you doing? Wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, I think I might be driving them crazy, but I'm keeping them safe and that's something I can control, right? So I'm doing all the things that I can control and really trying to not worry about, or even in sometimes pay attention to the things I can't. I know there's an epidemic going on. I know that people are dying by the hundreds, moving towards the thousands every day just in my city, let alone around the world. But I'm not focusing on that because I can't do anything about that. The only thing I can do is think about what my family needs to do to help prevent that and what my family needs to do to stay safe. And so we do that. We social distance, we wear our masks, we wash our hands. Um, and that's just kind of the way that I am able to stay sane right now um, and more than stay sane to feel good. There's another thing that I'm doing to feel good, which is to try and focus on the opportunities, right? Every time I catch myself saying I'm stuck at home, I say, nope, I am safe at home. And what are the opportunities of being safe at home with everyone in the same house all day, nonstop? <laughs> We get to spend more time together, which is great. We get to cook together. We've sat down and eaten dinner together for the last three weeks. And I can tell you that that has not happened maybe since my son was born. But we all pull up together at the table. He's in his high chair um, because we 
he's ready for a real chair, like with a booster seat, but we just kind of don't have the space. So he's still in his high chair um, at two. And my husband and I, we all pull up to the table and we eat. I've been cooking so much. You know, these are opportunities. I've been able to take time to uh, plan out some content for the Savvy Working Mom, which by the way, if there's ever anything specific you want to hear about, just email me because... I'm here for you. Like really I'm doing this to help working mothers because I do think we're the backbone of society and when we thrive, everyone thrives. Um, but you know, it's, there are opportunities in this and I'm doing my best to capitalize on those opportunities and to focus on them and to not focus on the negative things that are happening because a lot of those extremely negative things are things that I literally have no control over. So just focusing on what I can do to move things forward. And I hope you can too. So I would just ask, that after this podcast, take a moment and think about what is one thing that you have been spending your time worrying about when it comes to everything happening in the world right now that you cannot control? And how do you let it go? Can you let that go? For me, sometimes it helps to write it down and burn it or write it down and bury it. But what is something that you have been spinning on that you literally just cannot control. Once you understand that, let it go. And the other thing would be to really identify one opportunity that this whole mess has created for you and write down how you're going to capitalize on that opportunity. What are you going to do to make the most of this situation by actually actioning some tasks some energy, some focus around that one opportunity. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.